By the way, Rob, is there any chance Baker Mayfield is a starter next season? In the wow, NFL? man! Yeah, I just, you know you never say never, and right? You never figure you know you, you figure that a desperate <laughs> team is going to do something really crazy. I just don't see it. I don't know what it is. Like I, I like I can't imagine the scenario that he's a starter next year. What yeah. if he's out for the next two to six weeks? I mean, I, I just I just can't see it. Oh, he, just, he he goofed. He could have yeah. taken the Browns to the cleaners. They had a decent offer on the table for him. Yeah. And he decided to he bet on himself. Time. That's a he bad decision. And to be fair, like, I, listen, I'm ha- I, I am enjoying his struggles this year. <laughs> wow. But I didn't think he'd be this bad. I don't think I, no, I, no, for all look, the, look, for For all the times I've crushed you, him, I thought he was mediocre, not terrible. Saying? What were you saying two years ago when he got him into the playoffs? Right. I mean, uh, yeah, he played well at the second half of that season. He played very well. Well, the coach. Yeah, I mean, what, but what did you, but what did you think of him? Then? Credit, he played well. He did. Do, but, what did you, What did you think of him then? I mean, I, I was I didn't want to sign him then because I thought he had more to prove, and I'm and I'm glad they didn't because he did have more to prove, and he's been a disaster ever since. Yeah, I, and I I just don't understand it, like. Quarterback is is just such a difficult position to play. First of all, there yeah. are just so many things that go into it. But it's amazing to me, kind of seeing transitions like that to the bad side. And I just don't get it. Like, and you know, a lot of a lot of quarterback quarterbacks like golf, man. A lot of times, you know, we talk about this. Like, it's not how good you are at your best; it's how bad you get at your worst. Yeah, you know, you know, we all hit we all hit some pars and some birdies but you know on your worst holes are you are you bogey or are you ball in pocket and you know quarterbacks man it, they they rarely seem to go that way until they get old and you know they, they start losing arm strength things like that and mobility but a, a younger guy you look at you look at baker mayfield you look at carson wentz and you think man i just i don't know what happened to these guys yeah. and I jared got to do well, Robert. Yeah, me, yeah. Me... Well, Jared, Jared's, Jared's been up and down, but yeah, like I think sometimes guys get it into their head and they say that they're not listening to the things on the outside, but oh. these errors start to accumulate and they just seem to be gone mentally. And once they're gone, I don't think they can ever. It's a, yeah, it's like they get the yips. But Robert, what's interesting about that is we've seen that because normally you're right. Once you've established yourself as a, as a front top tier quarterback in the league. In the old NFL, you could stay there until you started showing a physical decline. But just go back in the last 10, 15 years. I remember when RG3 came into the league, Mm. and everybody said, wow. I mean, I think it was Ron Jaworski said, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Wow. After and, the first but season? But listen, a lot of people. Well, he, he, he was great as a rookie. He, as a rookie. He, had an yeah. he said, yeah. well, he said Ron Jaworski also said that Colin Kaepernick would be the best quarterback to ever play the game. Right. Mm. So, and there, there's another example. So, once upon a time, you had guys like Carson Wentz and certainly RG3, Colin Kaepernick. These guys were playing at a very high level, and nobody could imagine five years down the road that they would be completely washed out of the NFL. Now, Carson Wentz is a big guy. Everybody's still intoxicated off what he once was. But I think sometimes, Robert, when you're one-dimensional, what the NFL is so good at doing, and primarily because Belichick started that trend, what do you do? Well, It's like baseball. What pitch can't you handle? Or you don't like the low-and-away curve. Well, then all of a sudden, the book is out, and all you see is the low-and-away curve. And I think with Baker... Teams realized, don't let him roll out. If you let him roll out, he can hurt you. So they started pinching the wings, keeping him in the pocket. He's not a mobile guy. And perhaps the league just found out where his weakness was. They forced him to beat them with that weakness, and he's proven not to be able to do it. Yeah, and, you know, I think when you look at that, well, RG3, first of all, you know, his was more injury. He did have an injury. Yeah, and and but you're, but but it's the same point though. Your point is valid. Like, if if he can't get to the edge, if he doesn't have the mobility, if he doesn't have that part of his game, uh, and we force uh, a guy to throw from the pocket, what's he going to be able to do? Now, you get a guy like Lamar Jackson, you get a guy like Kyler Murray, and those things sound great in theory, but they're just you know such incredible athletes that you know they'll they'll find a way, right? Like they they have just been able to find a way to escape. But that's just because of what they can do physically so different. But, yeah, man, it's tough. And, I, you know, I, 
I don't like to see it with anybody. Like, I don't have any uh, negative feelings towards uh, any player, and that, you know, especially for a guy that's been successful. And because of the playoff drought in Cleveland and what Baker was able to do up there, I've hated to see it. Now, you know, from a from an attitude standpoint, and I think probably just uh, from a mentality standpoint, you know, just kind of how he's always kind of had that chip on his shoulder. It's uh, it certainly uh, has has made him press a little bit. Uh, but I think ultimately it's just come down to, you know, what are the what are the uh, skills that he has? And you're right. If he can't throw from the pocket, then, you know, he's, he's kind of lost. Robert, the Buckeyes are obviously uh, it's a bye week for the Buckeyes through the six weeks. Much, what, need, much needed, right? Yeah, they definitely <laughs> they got some they got some injuries over there through the first six weeks. What's what's impressed you the most and what's what is it that concerns you the most? Uh, well, I, first, what impresses me the most, I think, is just, you know, the depth of the wide receiver position. That's I mean, amazing. the catches that Marvin Harrison made Ooh. last week. It's incredible. When you talk about Egbuka, you talk about Fleming, uh, and not even, I mean, and, and the name not mentioned, right? Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's just not being healthy. Uh, it's just been incredible to do me. Do you think and, he need? You know, do think, you think he need to come back to go first round, or you think he should just sit it on out and just get ready for the draft? I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he needs to come back to play first round. I think he will, though. I think mm-hmm. he's going to come back and play. Um, I, you know, I just. I don't. I don't see the guy sitting out. Um, I know that we've seen players in the past when uh, teams are in lesser bowls will decide to sit out, but I think he'll be back, and I think he'll he'll be. You know what we've seen. I, it's just—it's just crazy to think. You know, with three wide receiver sets, you know, you got—you know—somebody, one of those guys sitting out, right? Like, sitting yeah, when he comes back. Yeah, right. It'll be Julian Fleming. It will be. Can't they just use them all? No, nobody runs and him. No, because the tight ends do it so well. You got to keep. Him no, but team. I mean, not on every play. But no, yeah, you can run him. You can run him. I mean, Fleming's going to play. It, it, He's just not going to start. And by the way, Robert, I mean, I can't believe CJ Stroud has thrown three picks. I mean, what a slacker! <laughs> hey, pull it together. <laughs> <will you? laughs> I think. I think last last week it was clearly a miscommunication. Yeah. He's a bit back. He's been amazing. But, but yeah, is it anything that concerns you about him? Robert. I, I was getting ready. I was getting ready to say. I mean, you know, you think about, uh, you know, Burke at uh, at at the uh, corner uh, cornerback. Yeah. What? Yeah. Talk about yeah, it because that's where I'm at too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we've been talking about that for weeks, and you know what concerns you about it is that, you know, mistake after mistake after mistake, and he's still in there. So you're wondering, okay, well, what's behind him at that point, right? Mm. Like. If, if you think that a guy like that uh, and, you know, <laughs> Urban Meyer said something interesting, uh, you know, when he was talking about uh, offenses and kind of the, their philosophy going into a game or on a particular play. And he said, you know, you got to find the fish, right? And finding the fish means you find that target on that defense mm-hmm. that you go after time and time again. So when it's crunch time and you get a guy like that, that has, you know, difficulty tracking the ball in the air, it seems, uh, you know, you can you can get him in a position where, you know, through a penalty or just a just a flat out uh, uh, getting beat uh, that you can go after him. But I think, you know, otherwise, I thought the defense, you know, it's been uh, improving. And I, I think Jim Knowles, he's obviously got a, an incredible scheme and those guys have played well. Uh, you know, Michael Hall had two and a half sacks last week. So, that defense two and a half sex on seven plays. That's incredible. Yeah, that ridiculous. Incredible. I'd take I can, Jim Knowles right now for the Browns defensive coordinator. Well, well you got to have. I know, I know well, you got to have. Calls two, you got to have Mike right? Hall at D tackle. Do the Browns get to play the same oh. opponents that Ohio State does? No, but it's, it's, to Robert's point, it's the scheme. Like yeah. last year, this defense looked broken at times, and yeah. he doesn't have the personnel that he needs to run exactly what he wants to run here. But he's taking his X's and O's with Jimmy's and Joe's that aren't recruited to play in that scheme, and he's making it look pretty good. Now, granted, he's doing it against some bad football teams. How will it hold up against Michigan, Penn State, and into the playoffs? I don't know. But so far, what he's done, Robert, has been very, very impressive to me at least. Yeah, it has been. And then, you know, after the bye week, you know, get Iowa, get Penn State. I'm I'm really interested to see kind of, you know, well, defensively against Iowa. I don't know. I don't know how many. 
how many problems you have. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. I saw the stat the other day. Marvin Harrison Jr. has more touchdowns than the Iowa football team. Oh my gosh, mm. nine nine to seven. I mean, that's just it, it sounds it, that act nine to seven sounds like an Iowa score, but uh, <laughs> but I but I really want to see the offense against Iowa's defense. We saw that Michigan had time had, had struggles at times. So they did. Yeah. That'll be. So that'll that'll be an interesting matchup, but man, we got to talk. We got to talk these quarterback decisions, though. And I know you guys have probably already, you know, beat this thing to death with Jacoby Brissett, you know, with that interception. Man, it, you know, I saw the same thing last week. I, you know, uh, had the uh, opportunity to call the the Eagles at the Cardinals last week, and I don't know if you guys saw the ending of that one. I but, did. Yep. Man, there was a there was a situation, you know, Jalen Hurts is just he's been playing so well. Yeah. But they had an opportunity to go first and second down, first and second and goal, and they ran the ball and they they're gonna try and throw on third down. And we said this before the throw. And it, it, it was, you know, the thing I was thinking, you know, back in my days, you know, when you're a running back and you're down at the goal line, a lot of bodies around you, running back coach used to always say, if you try and extend the ball, you get the ball away from your body where you can't protect it anymore, you better know something, right? And that's something that you better know is that nobody can knock the damn ball away. Nobody's in position to knock the ball away. You go into a situ- situation like that at the goal line, you're a quarterback, and you only need three points to go up, right? You're in a tie game situation. You better throw the ball in a place where it can't get cut. You better throw a ball where it can't get tipped in the air and intercepted. Sure enough, ball gets tipped in the air. Fortunately for them, fell to the ground. Nobody was able to intercept it. You go down the field, bad quarterback decisions again by Tyler Murray. You know, it's second down, uh, dives near a first down, thinks he has it. He doesn't. 22 seconds left in the game. Uh, They spike the ball on the next play, thinking that they had a first down, and then they're forced into a field goal. And, uh, you know, you have Amendola as the backup kicker, and he, he pushes that thing. And I bring all this up in, in, in thinking about Jacoby Brissett in that third and seven situation uh, last week. You know, all you need is a field goal to go up in that game, and you, you just can't make that throw unless you know. He wasn't able to track the linebacker on that, drop back underneath it. Even if that ball gets over the linebacker, yep, though, it's still going to be picked. That thing might have been picked anyway. Because yep. Cooper it was not open terrible, at all. Terrible decision. You, 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 can't, you can't make that throw. And in these, you know, last week's, I know, what is it, November 14th, that Deshaun Watson's going to be able to start practicing. In these last weeks, man, you know, you can't afford to make decisions like that, especially can't do things like that yeah. uh, against New England. Thanks, Tell Robert. Them. Robert, great Appreciate to see you. It. You got a game this weekend or are you off this weekend? No, we have actually we have Arizona again. Arizona at Seattle, so it'll be good, man. Man, Geno's playing great. Yeah, Geno Smith is playing <laughs> yeah, we've, great. Uh, we've, we've called them a couple of times this year, but uh, it'll be interesting to see and interesting to hear the interview yeah. with um, Kyler Murray and 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 with Cliff and yeah. talking about that situation that they had at the end of the game. Yeah, to hear what they have to say. I'm about also it. curious to see Kenneth Walker in the lead back role because Penny's done yeah. for the year. He had a bad injury. Yeah. Uh, Robert, just, 30 seconds before we let you go. Michigan and Penn State, the big game on the schedule this weekend in, in the Big Ten. Who do you like? Snooze fans. Wow, man. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to – I hate to do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, don't don't I, do it. got to do it. In, Michigan's been on a on a mission, you know, and uh, yeah, and and Corum has been fantastic. So mm-hmm. I know Tyvis Tyvis is he's he's mouthing it. He's like, I don't, don't dare. <laughs> I don't I don't get this. If I were you guys, I'd want Michigan to be undefeated when they play the Buckeyes. I always and do. If you beat them, yeah, it's yeah. even more meaningful. Yeah, I want to wreck their season. Yeah, okay. but they're terrible. Yeah, well, they're not terrible. But Robert, you will, you will never never. First of all, never. Never, it never bothers me to see them lose. It's like the Packers, man. Yeah. I, like I don't, I don't care who they're playing. I've never, I've never been upset after a Michigan or mm. a, a. Fair enough. It's actually, it makes me laugh. Well, actually. it's like the year that Michigan 
loss to Michigan State on that wild play at the end. Oh, on the yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I was going nuts. I was like, this is great. And then I looked at the standings and the schedule and I started it thinking was, it was out. bad like, for us. That just cost Ohio State <laughs> the Big Ten bad, Championship. Bad yeah. but, I, but I still reveled in the moment that Michigan <laughs> That's right. lost the game in that way <laughs> and gave us the meme forever of the Michigan fan in the end zone with yes. his hands up going like, what right. the hell just happened? I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Uh, but you have to look up. There's a there's a, a taxidermist that did like a bunch of chipmunks recreating the block punt. I got to look that up. I, I'm, I, McNuggets is on it. If we can find it, we'll share it oh with our gosh. with our audience. Thanks, Robert Smith, Robert. great to see you, man. Okay, guys, take All it right, easy. Man. Always good. All right, he's got Michigan oh, over Penn man. State. I think you're right. I, I, I don't know. I'm just not bought. I haven't bought in on either one of these teams. Yeah, I don't think they've played anybody. I know Ohio State hasn't either. The team up north had literally the worst strength of schedule in college football. Yeah, the and then Desmond Howard comes out and says, "Let me know when Ohio State plays somebody." And it's like, dude, your own team hasn't played anybody. Yeah, exactly. But that I expect that's what you expect from them. So. We're uh, we're gonna talk. We, you want us to continue the conversation? Browns defense yeah, against couple, Patriots couple, offense. We've had a chance yeah. to discuss it with right. ourselves. We've had three guests. How do yeah, I? Right before, guys, these? right before when we first brought Leroy on, or or in the conversation, I said, and you mentioned this last week, is like this, this guy. You you last week went crazy, and you were dead on. <laughs> I went, yeah, I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> it was beautiful. Enough. It was beautiful, <laughs> and you were like, somebody's got to grab somebody and say, let's freaking go here. And if they can't do something, listen, they're a little limited in the pass in the run defense. We understand that. But that, there's no excuse to be as bad as they've been. <laughs> Nobody's no. expecting them to be a great run defense Bull. right now. But be adequate. Here's what scares me when I was listening to Robert Smith talk about yeah. Urban Meyer, and I had heard Urban Meyer say that before. When you're when, when you're Bill Belichick and you're looking at, okay, yeah. so how are we going to attack it? You, ex- you find urgent, a weakness find and you exploit fish. it. So, so, so here's what Bill is doing right now. He's got his fish finder over the Browns yeah. defense, and he's like, holy hell, we can get big ones here, we can get big ones here, we can get big ones here. He's sitting in a lake filled with fish, yeah. filled with weak spots that you can attack. And yeah. that's what Bill does. Find the weakness and go for the juggler. True, and but I'm, he I'm doesn't just, have the great talent he's had in the past. And, you know, you can have an unfor- it's not. But see, running the ball, is, it doesn't really require talent. It re- it's a mindset. Well, but and I, a, and look okay. what he did last year. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't impressed with that Patriots team last year. No. 45-7. to seven? Man. Yeah, that was an ugly game. They did no, but here's, here's my fear. They did. I, I think that when Bill is playing a team that has a lot of talent and his talent is down, he has a chance, but he doesn't always win those games. He's a 500 coach since Tom Brady left. But the one thing Bill will always do, when, when there is a big disparity in the coaching staffs, he guts the team like a fish. And I think that Campbell's way over his skis in Detroit. And I think yeah. despite the fact that they had the leading scoring offense in the NFL, Bill saw it as smoke and mirrors, and he's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Right. He always figures out how to solve the Rubik's Cube. What scared me most about the 45-7 loss last year to these guys was I, I said, is Stefanski that overrated? Is, like – that was a chess match. Bill was playing yeah. chess. Everything he did worked, and Stefanski had no answers. I'm really looking at this game when this year there is a clear talent advantage he do that for the Browns. He, he I want to see what happens this time. Stefanski yeah. lose like that again. It's yeah, not going it, to it, it, It's going. You think people have been talking about him being fired yeah, he before? Have another you can Damian Harris is out. You he's can. out. We got him as one of the Patriots He's out, stars. but Stevenson. Stevenson's a good player. Stevenson's a good player. But player. It doesn't matter. Like, it. it they, they're fine. It doesn't matter. As you said, the Falcons had nobody at running back, and yeah. they killed the Browns. So, it's, it's a, about some pride defensively. I'm not worried about the offense. Bill Belichick, we could talk about he takes things. No. He, you can't take away the Browns running game. There might be one or two games this year where it gets taken away, maybe. But I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think anybody can stop the Browns run right now. Until, nobody. Until they if there's it. someone that can do it, it it's would, this guy. But he's got. they've gotten gashed twice by the, the two good run teams they faced. I think it was Minnesota and I can't remember the other team now, but they faced two good Green running Bay, teams. I think, ran it all over. And Green Bay, right. Green Bay or maybe it wasn't even, over. I don't know. But there's two games where they got crushed in the run yeah, against good backs, well, and there's nobody's got a better backfield well, than the Well, then that's, if that's the case, then the, the Browns is watching a ton of Green Bay field. But you know what the difference? 
know the difference is the Patriots, after they went against Green Bay and they seen how they got gashed, they probably spent a ton of time fixing more, it. Fixing right. it. Yeah. And what's gonna happen is teams is gonna come out and say, Well, let's see if they fixed it. Well, let's go ahead and run Thomas, it. That's called coaching. Well, yeah, no, and, 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 and I agree. Do it. And, this, they do and this is where my part but is with Joe the Woods. Same problem that's week and after that's week my point after week after with week. Joe Woods. It's like, are y'all are you okay? So you see the problem and y'all go out on the field on Coach Sundays. And y'all go over this. Are you just going past it and not making sure that they got it? Or is y'all just, I don't know. Because if, if there's no need to go to the next period if we don't have it. And we still can get gash. We can't move on. Like, I, yeah, how you can you install run, something else if you haven't fixed the problem? Like right. that, and that's the part that gets me. It's like, why are you moving on so quick? You have to make sure that these guys got it because this is the copycat league. Not only are they not you're going to see it again. Every team is going to run it to make sure if to see if you got it. That's fix. why when I was watching the second half of the Falcons and I said the term I used at the time was they figured out the cheat code. They <laughs> yeah. found it. It took them a half. But once they found it, they were like they could have given it to the guy selling popcorn and he was going to have positive yardage. It was it was a 10 yard I run think, every single play. I also believe it's some players that's out of position too. I, I'm, I'm about over the JOK experiment at will. I think he's a Sam linebacker. Yeah. Well, uh, they got to use him and his skill. That's what I'm saying. They, don't, they, they yeah. don't they don't he's not using anybody at there. John Johnson is not as G Bush would say. He hasn't made a play since he's been. No, that's, he not that's not true. That's not true. First game he had a sack. He, that's why yeah. he had a sack. They blitzed him. When, why yeah. is he good? Where, when he was with the Rams, why was he good? Because Aggressive. he was in the box. He was right. around the ball. They just you making him play the post safety. That's not what he's good. At. You're oh. not going to get any production from him. his whole defense is kind of passive, isn't it? I yeah. mean, not just, you know, like well, I mean, like I say, the linebackers to me is already inexperienced, yeah. but they're well, fun fundament Jones. fundamentally they're not that great, but it's not helping that their defensive tackles is in their lap. It's a hard ass for yeah. me to try to I have a responsibility. I have to get this running back and I have to see where it's going. And as I'm looking to see where the running back's going, my defensive tackle is in my way. So I got to move him out too. And back. you're undersized. Have we heard anything about whether Deion Jones is going to be able to get, come back? And they play said, they said he, he was they said he about so to come back. Day, he was activated. Mary Kay says, quote, there's an excellent chance he plays Good. this weekend. What is not going to – if your defensive tackle is in your lap, I don't care if Ray Lewis yeah, is the linebacker. Here's what I want to ask you. That. He, had, he doesn't know the system? Yes, he does. How? Dan Quinn ran the same system when he was the Falcons head Different, coach. Uh, same verbiage? I it, doubt it. Yeah, it's pretty much all the same. It is. Because all of so them – no so, so everybody came from Seattle. Dan right. Quinn was in Seattle when it was installed. So he knows it probably better than Joe Woods knows. So you think he's, he's going to walk veteran. in? He's going to be up to speed. He's yeah, he, know, he, knows the, he knows the system. It's all literally the same time. So we're going to look better then. If he's out there, you think the defense is going to look a lot better? He, he should bring some attitude, and he should have answers. He should be at a, like – It should be like a coach on the field. I hope he rediscovered the dog. The only, the only issue, though, is you still don't have the defensive yeah. tackles. And Why wouldn't you – I mean, if these two guys – if they're starting defensive tackles are the two worst in the league, why wouldn't they bring in somebody? Why wouldn't they financial reasons? Give some well, then <laughs> they have cap room. Then use some guys for on the now. bench for now. Yeah, for now. The guys on the bench can't be any worse than the guys but, who are playing I mean, why now. Why not sign Indomitian Sue to a one-year contract? Well, Indomitian Sue says he wants to go to a contender, and if he don't think the Browns, is yeah, a maybe contender. the Browns. Yeah, have here's the problem. Him. If he'd have come here three weeks ago, maybe the Browns would be a contender, and they're one game out of first place. Well, hey, it's they possible said, they, they reached said, out to him and he wasn't interested. Well, yeah, they said that they've been know. in communications with him, and he's been watching the system, watching the scenario you want to see how things fold out you know if I'm Cleveland I, I do this I call him right now and say here's the deal we're gonna we're, we're dropping you and he needs dance partners he needs people to negotiate up the price I, if I was Cleveland I would say the offer's on the table until Friday at noon yeah that's take it you, or leave it that's how you do it yeah Take it I, or leave it. You want to play? I get, Fine. If you don't want to be here. They need to get him and well, no, the you, They need two. These defensive <laughs> tackles, as bad as they've been, they're at, they, they are NFL players. Let's go. Show a little freaking pride I here. I agree. And I'm not worried about Matthew Judon or anybody. At oh, whoa, Judon, my boy. See, I am worried about we that. Worked out worried at, about we worked out at Exos together. A, I'm he not saying beast. he's not a really good player. He's excellent. But the Browns offensive line has done a great is job. Is he leading the league in sacks right now? Yes, he is. He's tied for first in sacks. And their whole defense is they eat. Opposing quarterback. But the Browns have done a great job protecting Brissett. You know what the sad Brissett thing hasn't is? been sacked twice in a game this year. Has not. 
The Patriots, I'll double check. I believe they're second in sacks. How many sacks? Is, how many times has Brissett been sacked, period? Not many. Five times. It's the, one per game. The, sad, I mean, the sad thing is yeah. I got a bunch of friends on the Patriots. My boy Raekwon is the middle linebacker. Mm. I trained with Judon for the combine. I trained with uh, Jay, Jay Jones at corner for the combine. And I played with Kendrick Bourne as a receiver at San yeah. Fran. So, I like to see my boys do well, but I do want the Cleveland. Not Browns this week. To win. I know yeah, your boys. This I, need, week I, need, I need the Browns to win this game. Mm. All right, be uh, man. We're we do good bet, bad bet. I don't want to. Have to no, buy we're that gonna skip good bet, bad. We're gonna play a little true and false. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we have the good bet, bad bets. We'll update them. Anthony's gonna head out here and get you guys your whiteboards here. All right. Because we have oh, three. Oh, that's right. I want I'm not J- doing the large ones. I want James has avoided his punishment. Full lucked out. And does I get not the biggest. Have to use the massive board. The biggest? Oh, well, I'm using Jay's board. Oh, it's good luck. Thank no, you. No, that's my board, dog. <laughs> I came in second place last week. I get to make these demands. <laughs> my board. Here. For the two of you. Oh, Jay's already got one. This one. You know what? This one's uh, – look, this because this is my board, it's got the Sharpie and the eraser on the All other. right. I didn't even so use I can write. Here we go. I'm finally getting off the schneid here today, hopefully. Is it Deion Jones? It is Deion Jones. Okay. No, it's not. That's insane. Good what are we going to know about this guy? That's the whole point. Yeah. Get to know the newest <laughs> Okay, get to know Deion Jones. Here we go. Now, he knew it was Deion Jones. I guessed it upstairs. So, you did research the no, hell out of Deion no, Jones this week. It just was obvious. He's the hot thing right now. Yeah, you didn't research it at all? Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, what is? Why would I do? I'm not a cheater. Because you love to win. <laughs> Wow. I almost won. Cheaters G. Bush ain't here, right. so I, I should be good to go. All right, so here we go. You guys know how this works. We have eight questions and a tiebreaker. All about Deion Jones. We're going to get to know the Browns' newest linebacker. Steve, let's take the music and show the first question. Number one, <laughs> Jones has been named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week twice in his career. Once in 2017 after a game against the Saints and once in 2018 after a game against the Buccaneers. Is that true? Or is that false? Hmm. He had a great rookie year. He had a great rookie year. And he's been a little up and down since, but still. Was he rookie? Pretty good he, he was either rookie of defensive rookie I of the he year was defensive rookie in the NFC year. or he was in the running for it. But okay. Show our answers. Is everyone ready? Yeah. Let's see. True, false, and true. Someone's going to get out to a lead here. Let's see who takes the early lead. And Jay, with a smirk on his face, is right. It is false. <laughs> was it more than talk two? About, He's about, a one-time defensive talk about player. There we go. What you know about the guy? Did not exist. I don't like these questions. You didn't tell us anything you researched about him. It. No, I didn't, I didn't research <laughs> that. You're the one that Just thought it was going to happen. a random number of... All right, one for me, none for the bad guys. <laughs> number two. Uh. Let's take it, Steve. Jones won the Buckus Award as a senior in 2015, which is given annually to the best linebacker in college football. True or false? It's, a bad, it's gonna be a bad week for me. Is everybody ready? I think the cards are in. False, false, false. No. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> You guys are on. Uh, he was a finalist. He did not win. The he had a great year at LSU. He, he did have year. a great senior year. <laughs> but he, he, he won the buckets. He wouldn't have won second round. All right. No right blood, down. no foul there. Two to one. Number three. Steve, let's take it. Jones led Jesuit High School to back-to-back Louisiana State Championships as a sophomore and a junior. He lost in the championship game his senior year. Man. That's good music right here. I literally just said I like this music. Oh, this yeah, is, this good. is it. I could even create drama volume. Makes me think of uh, it's, who it's wants to be good. a millionaire or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> Thinking. So well, I'd like to be ready? a millionaire. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's see. True, true, true. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Let's see. I'm about to just go against the grain. Oh, Jones' high school was terrible. They want to combine eight games in his last three years. You know what sucks is I'm. I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. I am too. When he said he lost in the championship game his senior year, I'm like, oh, he just slipped up and told us what happened. The first two were false. So I was like, he can't do three falses in a row. (laughs) He can do all falses. You are in my head. There might be eight falses here. He could do that. He could do that. And we're going to keep going true, thinking eventually it's going to be true. That's funny. That's true. Now we're going to talk ourselves into all real false. Number four. Come on, Ryan Seacrest. 
Jones's parents don't call him Dion. They call him Debo. <laughs> I don't Damn know. you, Mike. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, I can see that, though. Like, is everybody I, ready? Yep. I am. Wait, no, time is. Oh, here we go. True, false, true. Let's see it. No way you start with four false in a row. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> not only do his parents call him Debo, his Twitter handle is simply uh, Debo. Oh, no. Hey, I'm actually not in last here. I'm, uh, I'm first right. time in a while. Four. I'm about to play. I'm about to have a big bowl. Jay has three, and Tyvis has one. Okay. All right, let's go. It's all the board. Number four. Board. Or number five, excuse me. I'm trying to tell you. That's what I wanted it. Jones didn't miss a single game in his collegiate career, playing in all 51 possible games for LSU. Is that true or is that false? That's tough. I'm out of it anyway. I'm down too. You're not out. We got three more. There's, we got four more questions, including this one, right? Yo, it's not over. Uh, there's stretch. three more after this one. Yeah. It is if, yeah, we all get, if we all answer the same thing. <laughs> you guys ready? Yep, ready. Let's see it. False, true, false. And the answer is, Tyvis is back in the game. Oh. <laughs> he played in all 51. He is now just Damn. one behind Jay, and he's 51. tied up. 51 of 53. <laughs> I thought the 51 was too few games because I thought they would have been in the playoffs a couple years mm. while he was there. No, that is, that is true. He played in all 51 of his opportunities. So 3-3-1. Three, three, no, 3-3-2. Three, 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 two. Two. No, yeah, three. You, you have three. three we, we have two. two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he oh, up oh. here writing it oh, down. Oh. Jay's yeah, bro. Jay's gonna lead by one over both Tyvis and Bull. He is hilarious. He got it right you know on his board. I love to win, but I hate to lose even more. <laughs> I agree. Doesn't matter the sport. All right, let's take the next one here, Steve. You gotta have, you gotta have some awareness. Deion Jones verbally committed to Nebraska before flipping to LSU on signing day. True or false? Me and Jay gonna have the same answer on this one. Yeah, we are. I know it. Hey, that's okay with me. If we all answer the same from here on out, that's why I kind of I take home the, I take home the belt. Is everybody ready? False, false, false around the board, and guess what? You guys are all wrong. Who signs? Who agrees to go to Nebraska? That's what I think. Nebraska commit. That's a fact. I was about to Honestly, I thought you said he was from Louisiana earlier. He is from Louisiana. And I'm like, yeah. Why would I'm like, he's a black kid from Louisiana. He's not going to Nebraska. He wisely came to his senses. <laughs> yeah, he, did. he was only a three-star recruit, so he wasn't super highly touted coming out of high mm. school. All right. All right, we have two more. Jay. Jay's still in the lead by one. I got to go opposite of Jay. I don't know what. <laughs> you don't know what I'm saying, though. I know. Jones, his favorite animal is a tiger. Is that true? Or is that false? Jay, go opposite of me. <laughs> go, give me a chance. <laughs> Everybody ready? Give yeah. Me Let's see it. False, true, false. Oh. And heading into the last question. We're all tied. Yeah! Yes! 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 Three-way tie! Three-way tie! Good job by Jake Cross. Tyvis and Bull surging. Yes! Hey, it's not a choke job until I blow it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's fair. Oh, I hope y'all two mm. answered the same, but I, I'm feeling the pressure uh, right now. I am too. We all have pressure. We are all tied up. You guys are three and four each right now, so no one is doing well. Let's see the last question. Well, how are we supposed to know this guy? He's been at Brown for 20 minutes. Jones's father named him after Deion Sanders, his favorite NFL player. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to blow it at the end. <laughs> With all of this comeback, I didn't blew it at the end. <laughs> wow, you're already thinking that you well change your answer then. I am changing my answer, and if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be so mad. Don't do it, man. I hope he's wrong. Just let it go, man. I changed it. I changed. <laughs> okay, you do want to do one at a time reveal here? Yeah. All right. Well, I had true and I changed to false. Time this. <laughs> Jay. Boom. Come on. 
So if this is false, Bull's the winner. Bull wins. If it's not, we will go to the tiebreaker after Dave Richards. I'm so, the music got me so scared. Steve? It's like Yankees Guardians. Let's hold it for three more seconds. Drum roll. Anthony, give me a drum roll. The winner when we come back from this timeout. Let's <laughs> see True or false, is Bull going to walk away victorious? And Bull, you are not the winner. Oh, I knew it. I knew it the way he did it. I knew it. He did that to me last week. He was week. messing with me. Tyvis and Jay. Oh, you changed your answer. I changed it. We have, oh. we have Dave Richard ready, so we're going to get to Dave. Wait, what about our, our – we got a tiebreaker. Steve, Steve Becker's working on the tiebreaker. Oh, we're holding it. Keep this music under no. the – Dave's please. entire segment. Please, no. It's got my stomach in nuts. Damn it. stomach in nuts. That was oh. the most exciting true and false we've had yet. We're going to get to Dave Richard when we come back right. after Dave Richard. We will end with the tiebreaker. Mm. Steve Becker's working on the question right now. All right. Dave, I think you caught Painful. the end of that. Would you have won true or false about Deion Jones? <laughs> I'm up here shaking. Look at my uh, hand. I would have won that last <laughs> one. You knew that? You knew he knew I, I, I think I knew that. I did I, not know the Nebraska. I didn't know he was a commit to Nebraska. Yeah. I, I just figured it was spe he spells it differently, so I was like, no, no, he spells it the same. No, 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 no. It's the oh, same. Okay, well I screwed up. <laughs> also, the nickname Debo is Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson. Oh, what a great nickname! All right. Well, speaking of Bo Jackson, was a running back, obviously, and Dave. Let's talk some running back. All right, Dave. I we got mean, a couple yeah. of interesting situations. Let's let's we, we'll look at the Seahawks, where Rashad Penny out for the year. Kenneth Walker now gets his opportunity to be, I assume, the, the main guy. And then <laughs> yep. what about Carolina? We got Darrell Williams banged up. We got James Conner. He's spending big on potentially Eno Benjamin this week. What do we make of those two running back situations? I think you meant Arizona and not Carolina. We oh, know sorry, what the Carolina yes. run game is right now. It's yes. all good. It's all good. Cardinals, Panthers, they look the same. Good That's job, Cole. Uh, let's start with Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with the Seahawks. Kenneth yep. Walker is going to be their guy. And while he's not exactly the most efficient running back right now, when I watch him play, uh, I still see him running with a little bit of hesitation. And Tyvis will tell you, like any running back that's running with a little bit of hesitation, mm -hmm. man, that's something that you want to hit, and that's something that you can hit. Once he breaks through that point, he's going to be a very tough running back. And you saw it on his touchdown last week against New Orleans. He had great vision. He had a great cutback, and he had a great second gear to break away from the rest of that New Orleans defense. He's taken on Arizona this week. They're not good against the run. A lot of teams that Seattle's about to play, not good against the run. And I think that offensive line's playing a little bit better than we expected. So I, I think he's going to be, at worst, a middle-of-the-pack number two fantasy running back rest of season. But, guys, he's got the ceiling to be a number one running back. Mm. In Arizona, Connor has not gotten the job done at all. Uh, and I think, you know, Benjamin does have a chance to be their main running back this week. Even if Connor plays, he's going to split with, you know, Benjamin. Benjamin gives them some speed at running back. He doesn't have the power, that thump that James Connor has. And I think that that's something that they'll need Connor for. But it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Benjamin started to matter more and more each week moving forward. So if you couldn't get Kenneth Walker, you know, Benjamin would be the next best guy to go and get off the waiver wire. So can, should I trade Najee Harris for Kenneth Walker? If you can, that's like walking into wow. a bank and saying, can I trade this $5 bill for a stack of undos? If yeah, they'll let happening. you do it, you then never do know. it. I'm, I'm it a, Dave, got to throw uh, it out there. Instead of asking about yeah, specific I throw players. Throw it out there, and if they say yes, then go for it. It's waiver wire Wednesday, so give us the, a couple of names that are available in most leagues that can make an impact for, for our teams. Well, we already talked about Eno Benjamin, and my guess is that he's already been picked up in a bunch of leagues. I would then venture to the wide receivers that are available. Um, I, I still think that Jacoby Myers is going to matter quite a bit in New England. I think he's their best wide receiver. He started the week available in more than half of CBS Sports Leagues. You should see if he's out there. Alec Pierce stepped up. He was very good for the Colts yeah. in their Thursday night game. Certainly gets a lot of volume. And that's a passing offense that needed a number two receiver, somebody to help take pressure off of Michael Pittman. And Pierce was amazing. Pierce is part of the reason why Desmond Ritter got drafted. He was awesome at Cincinnati. And, and I thought his transition to the NFL, I'm, I'm actually surprised it's taken as long as it has. I thought he was pretty NFL ready. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie just got cleared out of the concussion protocol. He's expected to play in week six. Huge game against Kansas City. The weakness of that Chiefs defense is against the pass. 
McKenzie should be should be the slot receiver for Buffalo, and he's mattered a lot, whether as a pass catcher or a decoy on a lot of their passing touchdowns. He's out there, Jay, in half of CBS Sports Leagues. He was my big sleeper of the summer. I think if you can get him, you should. And then other wide receivers that might be out there, Rondell Moore, Darius Slayton, Zay Jones could matter a little bit. Devin Duvernay could matter a little bit. It's pretty rich at wide receiver. It's not as good at running back. And if I could be given just one more second to talk about the tight ends, my guess is that Taysom Hill's already been grabbed up in a bunch of leagues. But as, as, as tight ends go, there aren't a lot of studs of the Kelsey and Andrew spectrum. Taysom Hill is going to be a touchdown or bust player, just like a lot of other tight ends. And I don't think the Saints are going to back off of using him after what he did last week against Seattle. So I'm on board with him as a top 10 tight end rest of season. But I also like Hayden Hurst. And I actually like Hurst better than Hill in full point PPR because he's a tight end that actually catches the ball. Unlike Taysom Hill, I think he's got one catch on the year. Speaking of tight end, what are you doing if you have Kyle Pitts right now? If you try and trade him, you're going to get that $5 bill that Tyvis is going to use to try and get a couple of hundreds from the bank. His value is in the tank. You have to wait for him to actually break out and play uh, good football for more than one half. And that's all he's given you this year, one half of good football. And really a lot of it is tied to Marcus Mariota. He's not doing a great job passing. The Falcons have actually done a nice job running last week notwithstanding. I would imagine that he will get back involved. It looks like he's practicing today. I don't know if that's 100% certain, but if he's practicing on Wednesday, he should be full go by Friday. That means he should be back in fantasy lineups as a low-end starting tight end. Dave, I, you know, <clears throat> I, from a fantasy pers- from an NFL perspective, you know, the Panthers are trading guys potentially. From a fantasy mm-hmm. perspective, or from an NFL perspective, I thought, man, if the Bills got Christian McCaffrey, oh my God, because <laughs> that's their only weakness is their running game is not very good. It, it, but from a fantasy perspective, if that did happen, uh, I know, is it possible he has less value even though that offense is great? Or is that insane? Because I, I'm just thinking because Josh Allen throws the ball so much, although McCaffrey catches a ton of passes. Can you imagine him in that offense? Yeah, I think he would catch more passes than he would have in Carolina with Baker. Um, And and he's been pretty good. Like, let's face it, through five weeks, he's healthy, hasn't missed a game. I don't think he's missed much playing time either. And they've been throwing him the ball. They've done a good job of utilizing him in Carolina. And I think Buffalo would use him similarly. Probably wouldn't have a lot of 15-carry games for the Bills. And that's why I don't think the Bills are going to give up a ton to acquire any running back. I think they know what their offense is. They want to lean on Josh Allen. Now, if, if the Panthers were willing to say, okay, take Christian McCaffrey off our hands, give us an early day three pick, that would be a fourth round pick. Yeah, Buffalo would probably do something like that. But I bet Carolina fancies McCaffrey an important part of their future. And so they're not just going to give him away for nothing. Uh, the, the player that they might actually be looking at is in New York with Saquon. If the Giants end up flopping, and they don't have this one loss record like they've had so far, then I, I think that Mc, that Barkley, rather, would be the one that could be on the move because wow. he's in a contract year. But, yeah. but the Giants have nothing to gain other than a compensatory pick if they move on from Saquon Barkley. If they have no intention on signing him, they might as well trade him, and Buffalo would love to have a guy like that. If you're streaming quarterbacks with, with you know, buys happening for the first time this week, if you're looking at – let's say you're looking – you know, at a, at a Matt Ryan or some of the guys in that in that 20 range and you need a quarterback this week or it's two quarterback league who uh, of those like third tier quarterbacks, who, who are you going with this week? Well, let's make sure that Geno Smith is not on the waiver wire sure. because I think Geno's got some staying power and can be a starter for fantasy managers for the rest of the season. He's played great. And that Seattle offense, we talked about it with Kenneth Walker, really the reason why they're able to be so great and efficient at running the football, and they were with Rashad Penny, is because Geno Smith has been doing a great job with his wide it's receivers. Amazing. Make sure that he's not on the waiver wire. Make sure that Carson Wentz isn't on the waiver wire. I would like Wentz. I would put him at the top of the list. But if he's taken... Go take a look at Jimmy Garoppolo against Atlanta. Favorable matchup. Should be able to come up with a couple of touchdowns against the Falcons. Dave, I'm at, I'm down to my socks in every fantasy league. Give mm. me a trade that I could go get. Give me a player <laughs> that can just j- help save me because this is I'm about to shed tears. I'm I'm, I'm about yeah. to do a stand up comedy thing. That's <laughs> no, we I'm don't about, we don't want I'm, you to do I'm that. About where I, that's where I'm at. <laughs> So you need to look around on on the other teams in your league and see which teams have the positions uh, or the position really specifically if there's one. Let's say you're weak at wide receiver. You need to find a team that's loaded at wide receiver 
and you need to try and acquire one of them. A receiver that I would look for is Michael Pittman because he hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. His numbers have stunk. But I think the best is yet to come for him, especially now that they've established Alec Pierce as another receiver in that offense. Both of those guys could be force-fed a lot of targets there, especially when Jonathan Taylor's back. And that can make them useful for fantasy. I think Christian Kirk is a good buy low. I think Brandon Cooks might be the best buy low wide receiver out there. He's giving you almost nothing. People are tired of having him on their fantasy teams. I, got I just him, acquired Dave. him in a trade. In you, the league, we're in together. Cooks. I got Cooks. I'll trade him Cooks. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want for him? So, so, but, and that's the thing. And that's why. But but I wouldn't give up like Najee for Cooks because I just think yeah, that yeah. that's that's a little too much to give. Cooks' value is so low right now. You should be able to give up a good bench player in exchange mm. for him, and I think he's going to have some better moments. The, Fal- the the Falcons, the Texans have to come out of their bye and realize that they need to get Brandon Cooks even more involved in their offense. I think they'll do it. I think Cooks is going to have some huge games moving forward. Right, the Dave, it's time yeah. for our Ask the Internet segment with you, and as always, when we do that, it's brought to us by our good friends. <laughs> At PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. we got a couple questions from the internet Nothing here. More. This one seems relatively uh, easy, but... Uh, Joseph Roscos wants to know, am I sitting or starting Ramondre Stevenson against the Browns? Oh, you're starting Ramondre. He's going to be the main rushing down guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you said – I think the Browns were smart to get Deion Jones, and I think in yeah. time Deion Jones will help settle that run defense. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I would expect Ramondre to have a good game. Eagle Man wants to know, what should I do with the Miami running back situation? Is there anyone worth playing from that? Mostert. Raheem Mostert, as long as he's healthy, is he going to be Mostert? the guy for them. They've settled on him. Chase Edmonds has faded out of the offense. I don't think he's going to come back in. Miles Gaskin was getting more playing time than Chase Edmonds last week. Mostert is a low-end number two fantasy running back. And we got two more. Our boy Earl upstairs, AP Earl, <laughs> wants to know if he should attempt to move on from Darren Waller in a keeper league. So there might be a little more. Yeah, I want to know that too. Sure. If it, the problem is, is who's going to take Darren Waller off your hands and what are they going to give you for him? They're not, they wouldn't even give you somebody like Romeo Dobbs who's coming off one of his worst games of the year because in a keeper league, Dobbs has a lot of long-term value. This could be, could be the end of the line for Darren Waller in fantasy. Wow. It would make my wow. heart yeah. break. Wow. But if he keeps getting hurt, and he's an older player. Well, I I just, I, the only team in a keeper league that would trade for Darren Waller right now is a team that's 5-0, and 4-1, they're streaming tight ends, and they're going to hope that Darren Waller comes back better than ever. I think that's kind of asking a lot of Waller. Yeah. Dave, Dave. He's been awful. T- Robert Tunyon or Hayden Hurst? Oh, I like Hurst better because he gets more targets in his offense okay. than Tunyon gets in his. Okay. Hey, Dave, let me run the one last thing by you before we let you go here. Because I'm in, you know, my keeper, in my keeper league, and for, only the, for only the third time in 25 years, I've decided I'm selling. <laughs> I'm blowing up. Usually I play to the end. I, I don't like, but this year my, I got Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and Aaron Jones and the rest of my team basically sucks It's awful. I've got injuries. It's a mess. So this guy today offers me and I can't keep, I've had Lamar for five years. Nobody's ever had a player for five years, but his contract now is too much to keep for next year. So I got to trade Lamar if I'm not going to have a chance to win. So this guy offered me Trevor Lawrence who I could keep for at least two, maybe three years, although I'm not sold that he's going to be a quarterback one. He offered me Amon Ross St. Brown who I could keep for at least two, again, maybe three years, and a first and second round rookie pick in next year's draft. You have to ask me this? Well, I'm also. It's not I'm, obvious to you? Sorry. This is I the also, most obvious trade. You've asked me my opinion on maybe yeah. 40 trades yeah. in all the time that we've known each other. Yeah. This is the, the most This obvious. is a fist pump yes deal. Wait, 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 and forgot. here's the best part. I left out. I'm, just, I, I, I'm also. He also wanted Mark Andrews in the deal, I, I should say. Oh, all Mark, right. That changes it. That yeah. changes yeah. it. How long can you keep Andrews for? It, we, it, he, I'd have to. Pay him over twenty dollars for a tight end. That's even Andrews. <laughs> I love this league. Yeah, it's 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 questionable. Maybe one. It's I might be able to keep Andrews. You get a first year. and second next year. Rookie draft. Rookie pick. Oh, rookie pick. Yeah, rookie pick. First. Right, and second right, right. Pick. When next year's draft is going to be huge Loaded, for fantasy. Right. So I'm loving first those round picks, picks next year. Yeah, so. I would do it. Yeah, I would you, give up on this you, year and do it. 
I, I agree with Jay. I think this is what you got to yeah. do. I'm trying I, to get him to throw in Nico Collins also. The worst part. Well, why yeah. would you throw in – who cares yeah, about throw, Nico <laughs> Collins? I like Nico. You yeah. know what you need? Here's what you yeah. need. You need a tight end to replace Andrews. Maybe you already have one on your team. I don't know. But you need to also find a quarterback. And I would tell you that if you make that trade – I still think you've got a puncher's chance of coming back if you get the right quarterback. Maybe yeah. make a trade for Geno Smith. Maybe make that deal for Taysom Hill or Hayden yeah. Hurst at tight end. And, yeah, those guys aren't as good as Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, but you're adding St. Brown into the mix. You've yeah. got picks for next year. You've got Lawrence for next year. You could use yeah. him as your quarterback. I think you could still have an outside shot of crawling into the playoffs, mm. and that would All be right. the best of both worlds. You talked me into it. Yeah. I was a little hesitant. All right, thanks, Dave, as always. Dave, wave Talk a wire Wednesday. Week. We'll see you next week, man. You got it, guys. Good luck in your leagues. You too. Thank you. All right, creep that music in. It's time for the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Oh, my God. I forgot. And here we go. <laughs> time. We have three tiebreaker questions. If you guys don't determine a winner in three. Oh, wow. I forgot about three. Teams. I'm going to play even though I'm out. Yes, you can right. play even though Just you're out. Fun. We'll have Bull reveal his answers first, then we'll have yeah. Tavis and Jay go. Go ahead. My stomach just got Tiebreaker number one. <laughs> my stomach. For Deion Jones. Deion Jones ran a sub 4-4-40 at the NFL Combine heading into his draft. Is that true or false? Oh, I thought the bonus questions were like a specific answer. Didn't we yeah, do that last too. time? But that's okay. Do you All want right. a specific answer? We have a couple specific answers. No, 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 true. Uh, oh, uh, no. He ran what was the number again? Sub, sub 4-4-40. I mean... Boom, 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 boom. This is the best music we've I feel like you know the answer. Do you know the answer? Jamie knowing the answer. That's what be making me mad. Divis? What? Are you ready? He hasn't even written it down yet. I got mine. Divis, we have a show to get. I'm ready. You wrote it down? Yeah. All right. Bullet, see yours first. True. I've already I've been turning Bullet around for five minutes. You know what? Already. There's that people don't see. There's a box here that bull gets cut off in that one direction. I can't see bull. Oh, Titus, really? let's see. False. Jay. Boom. <laughs> if I win, I should be back in the tie. No nonsense. Bull, bull's back in. It is true. <laughs> no, he's not back in. He's not back in. <laughs> he's not back in anything. He's not back in, but it is. Ah, oh, boom. Okay. <laughs> Question I, number I thought he would have been a first round. It's like beating a playoff team on the last day of the regular season. <laughs> I thought he was going to be a first round pick. That was the case. Mix. Go ahead. Question number two. <laughs> Deion Jones has never had more than one sack in a game in his NFL career. Has never had more than one sack. Not one and a half, not two, not two and a half. Never had more than one. True or false? <laughs> I see it now, Bull. Thank you. Right, is he ready? Yeah. I hate, I hate the poker face. Divis? I hate the poker And Jay, let's see the reveal. True? Ooh, we're going to have a winner then. <laughs> Boom. And the winner is Anthony, give me a drum roll. It is true. <laughs> This is a bubble championship, just like the Lakers. Yes, yes. Without G. Bush. You know what? I'm a. I dedicate this one on to my boy G. Bush, man, for coming out with this title. You know, I want to thank God. I want to thank God for this as well. Hold on, let me get my. Sorry, go ahead. I want to thank God. You know, I want to thank my mom and father for doing what they did. While you're doing all that, just have me here. Take into account that we just we're making a big deal about a guy that's never had more than one sack in an NFL game. You're not going to rain on my parade. <laughs> I don't have nothing to that do with that. That was the ultimate shot, Jay. I love it. I love Did it. you say this is a bubble win? Like yeah, the Lakers championship? Win, Bush or a COVID here. win? Look at yeah. that. Uh, boom. It's not a real championship. It's an asterisk championship. How is That's it? unfair. Listen, y'all is ridiculous. That's unfair. I'm, I'm giving time. The only four-time champ. I'm, I'm a lot less credit. excited about this trade now. <laughs> a lot less excited. The guy's never had more than one sack in a now game. No, he's had a, he's had one sack. Oh well, thank God for that. He has, <laughs> guess how many career sacks Deion Jones has, just for fun. Six. 
Look he's that. a linebacker. He's not so a defensive close. lineman. Yeah, I know. Derek Brooks that is a linebacker, so too. Yeah, but that was a different time. How many you linebackers? Legends to the, now you're talking about legends. How many true <laughs> linebackers in this NFL have had multiple sack games? I, I don't think the number is there. Mike linebackers, be yeah. specific. Yeah. Outside. They don't really ask Mike linebackers to blitz right. like that. Right, exactly. All right, it's time for final taste, guys. Bull, you want to start? Yeah. yeah, I'll start us off. We, You know, we spent most of the early portion of the show on the Guardians, and then we haven't talked about them now for an hour and 20 minutes or so, so I'm going to get back here. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I, saw, I understand the frustration from fans. Uh, the playoffs are a nerve-wracking time, and so I get it. The fact that they haven't hit well in the playoffs, they haven't been themselves in the playoffs, is frustrating. But... This series is not over, and you've got your two best pitchers going the next two days. And win or lose, even though I, I granted if they lose game two, it's going to be very, 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 very hard for them to win the series. We need to be out there and not allow Yankee fans to take over this stadium in games three and four. We saw it happen when they played the Cubs. We've seen it happen when they've played other big market teams. I know there's going to be a Yankee fan presence. But I implore you, if you can, if you have to sell your tickets, try at least to sell them to another Cleveland fan. Because you need, like, the Yankee Stadium is an advantage. we got to make our stadium an advantage. I thought it was against Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay doesn't have a good fan base, unlike the Yankees. So whatever happens tomorrow, obviously it's going to be a lot easier to have people enthused if they win. And I think they are going to win game two. I feel really good about it. Stay positive, stay confident, and stay in your tickets and stay in your seats and be behind that team. They deserve your support heading into the uh, game two and three. Well said. There'll be a lot of Yankee fans there. There will despite be. Despite your message. Yep. They're going to come from New York with a lot of money in their pocket. Tickets are so expensive. Have you guys seen the price on That's those? why. Tickets I, are <laughs> I wanted to go to a game, and I looked at the price, and I said, Hi. They're more expensive for progressive field <laughs> than for Yankee Stadium. And the it's reason absurd. is that people Mc, in New York know McMahon, that they you can't make, get tickets to the to Yankee Stadium. McMahon, so they're best shot the to bucks. see it. Yeah. And especially if they win the first two and right. three is a clinch game, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be just like game seven with, in the World Series. Thomas, yeah. the cheapest ticket I saw was like seven ninety, And they're all seven, being $7 bought by $7.90, right? Clevelanders aren't paying that much money no, for those tickets. No, I'm not paying that whoa, much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The cheapest ticket for the Guardians-Yankees is $790? Yeah. Bull. $7.90. The tickets at Progressive are going for more than the tickets at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> On the resale market. On the resale market. And that's why, you know, but they're owned originally by Cleveland fans. They but are, but it. you know what? And, and, and here's a chance to make really a ton of money. <laughs> In 2016, so many people paid for their next year's season tickets by selling by selling world. game seven ticket yeah so now what happens whenever there's a loophole in the system yeah there were people that weren't even interested in going to any playoff games knowing that we're going to play new york i know and say well this is an investment opportunity i'm going to take my chance i'm going to buy tickets for all the games yeah, and sucks. i'll make all of my money back and then some by selling one ticket so opportunists it sucks are absolutely going to make sure that the Yankees have a huge home. Now, with that being said, if anyone has an extra ticket they want to get rid of for either home game this weekend for cheap, I will gladly take that off your hand for a reasonable price. For cheap was the price. Can't you get a press pass? Yeah, you can get a press pass. I guess maybe I could ask for a press pass. Although, (laughs) yeah, I can get the credential. Yeah. Yeah, but then you can't. The only thing that sucks with the president is you can't cheer. I know. It's not no, I, look, it is what it is, but I guarantee you yeah. when that when that first You're right, pitch is thrown there's gonna Saturday, be a ton of Yankee fans there's going to be Yankee fans everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Got to win this series. Oh, oh which, which am I that one? Yeah. Yep. Uh, my final take today is simply it's, uh, it's really dedicated to the Browns' defense, but it's not just the defense. It's really something in life. Um you know how people say, you know, this is my brother, this is my best friend, and we boys, and I got your back. Well, the part, the thing that comes with that territory is when somebody's messing up, it's checking them and getting them back on track. And the thing that gets me with the Browns is that all this offseason, they talked about how they've got so much chemistry, and, you know, we got this bond, and we're like brothers. But you go out there on Sunday, and you see each other not handling their job and not doing what they're supposed to do, and to me, nobody seems like they're saying anything. And like, they're just letting it go by. And if that's your boy, like you say, because if I'm messing up and my, and my friend sees me messing up, he's going to say something to me because that might be what I need. I might not realize that I'm not doing right. And it's up to my friends to keep me right. 
if y'all like that, y'all need to y'all need to start holding each other accountable and start stepping up and saying stuff to each other. Because what you don't know is by you not telling him that he's he's messing up and he's not doing well, all it's doing is allowing Andrew Berry to say, well, look, now we got to go out and get a guy. So now this guy, your friend, is going to end up losing his job and be unemployed because all it took was for you to check him. And if you care for him, you need to check him and save him to keep his job because that one conversation could le easily turn a light switch on for him and he can get it back and start playing harder. And it's something that we need on this defense. Mm. So I think everybody on that team need to hold each other accountable. I don't care if it's an undrafted player or the number one pick in the draft. Everybody can need some words of encouragement at times to be picked up and it doesn't have to come from the defense. It could come from the offense. It doesn't when I was in college JT Bear could, could say something that sparks a whole defense. Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco had a whole defense turned up so it doesn't necessarily have to be a defensive player. Somebody has to start holding people accountable unless you want to see them unemployed. Well, Who's the well, headline? So, yeah. Who is the headline on this football team? I mean, it's got to be Miles Garrett. Let's well, go. Here's, here's the problem. We're years into Miles' career. We're games into this season, and we don't know who the Lion is. Yeah. We don't know. By the way, a couple of injury notes. Not practicing today, Denzel Ward and Jadavion Clowney. Clowney with ankle, knee, Ward's and elbow. concussion. Ward a concussion. Where did that come I, I, from? I didn't know. I was going to bring that up after yeah. the final takes. I didn't. I didn't hear see, or see that, which puts his status with the whole yeah. concussion protocol in the NFL right now. Teddy Bridgewater has already announced he's not playing this week after being concussed even though Mike McDonald said he was showing no symptoms so I'm going to guess if he's in concussion protocol he's probably not playing I mean yeah, yeah. Not, and and Clowney with multiple injuries although that would be he probably bad. had them all last that week would be bad all right I was going to go one lane for my final take but then listening to you I thought of something else so I'm going to kind of go two tier here I'll try to be as quick as I can number one I've said this for the last 30 years I'm going to say it again there needs to be a salary floor and a salary cap in Major League Baseball. Not just because I'm a fan of a small market team that has the 28th smallest or 28th largest payroll in baseball. When you look at the playing field in the NFL and in the NBA, it's even. Everybody's spending the same amount of money and that ensures that from Green Bay to Minneapolis to Kansas City, every team in the NFL, if they're smart with their front office, has a chance because they're spending the same amount of money, even playing field. In Major League Baseball, I'm, I'm not kidding myself. I think the Guardians could win a couple of postseason games. They have no chance to win the World Series. I say that because the payroll disparity is just too big. The Dodgers spend over $300 million. The Astros and the Yankees are well over $200 million. And here's the Guardians when they started the season at $54 million. $54 million. That's $1 that they spend. The Dodgers were spending 6 That Who wants to watch that? It's like watching a, a high school team that recruits specifically for baseball play a really small rural high school that has 14 kids on their team. We want the product to be even and we want every team to have a chance. Detroit, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, throw Cleveland in there, all of these Midwest markets, they essentially have no chance. They really don't. When the coastal cities and the big, when you have an advantage because the city that you play in is just bigger and it's a bigger TV market, it's not a fair playing field. And I, I want a floor because I don't want teams like Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Cleveland to spend 60 or 70 million a year. That's nonsense. They're getting more money th than that from the national TV contract deals. They should at least have to spend that on investing into their teams so their fan bases know that they have a chance every year and know that we won't sell our playoff tickets because we probably have no chance anyhow. So I, I think for the long-term health of the game, why is the NFL so popular? Because fans in 32 seasons and 32 cities think that their team has a fighting chance every year. In Major League Baseball, there's six to eight teams that have a realistic chance every year. And you know who they are. They're on the coasts. They're the LA Dodgers, the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, the Phillies, the, Bra the teams that are spending inordinate sums of money to buy a championship. The other thing I want to touch on is your point is such a good one. I, I know what's going to happen for game three. I know it already. And the reason I know it is because the way the prices have been driven up on the secondary market. I think that, I don't know if the Guardians can do this on their own or if Major League Baseball can implement this. Tickets are non-transferable. 
You buy them, you're going to the game. Period. End of story. Now, I know there's going to be things, well, I got sick and I can't go. This is a playoff game. You're buying a ticket a couple of days before the game. It has to be transferred with then to someone that either shares your last name or put it in a lottery and let a fan that is a, a fan of that team is the only person that can ho- own that ticket. Otherwise, your home field advantage is gone, just like it was in Game 7 of the World Series. I understand people want to make money on selling tickets. Ticket sales used to be illegal. Couldn't sell a ticket secondarily. Yeah. Well, but now the league is a cutting it, so they don't care. No, I know they don't care. Yeah. But it's still, you're not supposed to sell it tickets sucks. that way. It sucks. So if you're going to sell a ticket, it should be mandated that that ticket is, so if, if something comes up and you can't use it and you have to transfer it, then it goes back to the team and the team then can sell it to somebody that's in the pool of Guardians fans that's already registered right. and they've been you registered. You get your money year. back from the team. You get your money back because you can't use your ticket. Yeah. But this this nonsense of, Selling tickets to make money at the it hurts the team, it hurts the team. And the somehow price, they've got to close that loophole. And the price gouging of the parking in Cleveland is uh, it's a disgrace. There was a parking lot charging. I think someone said a hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, give me a parking break. the other day. Give me a break. All right, we're out of time. Twenty-two hour break. We're back Bernie tomorrow. Bernie Kozar tomorrow. Bernie Kozar in Bernie. studio tomorrow. So yeah. Bernie Kozar will be here uh, probably for the second hour of the program to talk all things Cleveland Browns and give us uh, his medicine for what it is that needs to happen to fix this team. And yeah, Tyvis is the champ. See you tomorrow.